This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Babes, listen. It's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. Welcome, babes, listen. Welcome, Jess. Welcome, Sink. We are in for another week. Peace. Yes, yeah, Friday. That? It's Friday again. What have you been doing for the last week? Well... My friend? Here's what I've prepared earlier, <laughs> because right before we started recording, I was like, what have I done in the last week? I need to have an answer. Oh, and um, well, so in the last week, really, all I've been doing is studying and uh, boring, boring, doing a <laughs> literature review. Actually, not so boring. What is it about? Well, it was. it's a, the review that I did was about um, prison as an intervention for well-being. Uh, for the prison population. So it was it was actually very, very interesting. But for anyone who has done a literature review, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, like, I'm back at uni, and honestly, I've forgotten how much work goes into something like an essay. Yeah. Have you watched those, um, this is not, sh- well, anyway, this is what I think of when you say this. Have you watched that um, Netflix show about the prisons around the world? And you can, yeah, and they, have you? No? Um, so it's like uh, each episode is they go into like a prison in a certain country and then every episode is a different country. And then it's amazing seeing, there's one country, I can't remember what it is, you might know, that has basically the lowest rate of reoffending because of the way that they go about prison. So, um, Possibly yeah. some Nordic yes, yeah, country, yeah, yeah, sure. like yeah. Sweden, Denmark. Yeah, I think not, it is like yeah. Sweden, yeah, where um, their prison is so... Obviously, they've got different like le- levels of it, but when you go into it, their prison is so almost relaxed. Like, the guards treat the prisoners as humans, just like the normal people, mm. and, you know, just chat with them, make coffee and whatever, and they've got the highest, the lowest rate of reoffending because of the... the amount of money that they pour into that, pretty much. That's pretty cool, eh? I think it's awesome. Treating people like human beings is helpful. Yes. And there's that's the evidence of it right there. Yeah. Less reoffending. Uh, but from prisons to your week, <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh, not much, eh? No Just connection <laughs> there? No connection with prison or offending. <laughs> or reoffending, sorry. Uh, what have I been up to? Well, just just work, lots of work. Oh, I got a Nova Locker. Oh, yes, you did. That's yes. the highlight of my week. Have you picked it up yet? If you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, well. yeah uh, picked it up, went all the way to um, Rangiora, picked it up, brought it back, and then, do you know what I've realised? Hmm. If you can thread an overlocker, mm-hmm. you can do anything in life. Yep. It's like the most complex <laughs> thing I have ever done. Have you ever done that? I haven't, but I've heard Holy, stories about it. Honestly, yeah. it's like, and so it's an 80s overlock. It's super old. Mm. And it's, um, yeah, anyway. So the video, there's a video on YouTube. There's also my manual, which is fine, but 
you know, really hard to understand. So I'm doing that. And there's a video that was filmed in the 80s and the quality is awful. So you can't see which, like, needle or hole they put things into. But you just try and guess. And, but I got it the first time right. <gasps> I know. And it took me a long time. Like, I took mm. each step very slowly and I had breaks and stuff. I even had a head torture. <laughs> <laughs> Mining for. Essie was like, Thread. I've seen this on, on TikTok. I'm pretty sure you're meant to wear a head torch when you're third and over locker. I was like, wow. Okay. Must have so, helped, though. You were able to see. Oh, like 10,000 times better. Before that, I was like, I couldn't really see much. So, how many steps to thread an overlocker? Many, many. Because there's four. Um, what are those things? Four thread thingies. Wow. You know what I mean. No. Four threads. Yeah. I'm not the seller in this Each one has to go through a whole labyrinth. Yes. So you have to do that four times. Sounds like a lot of work. Yes. And then do you still feel like sewing after you've done that? Oh, no. I I was done by then. I did it and I I tried it. It worked and I was done. I was like, I'm not even going to find out how to work tensions and stuff. I'll just figure that out tomorrow. But it was so, I'm just so happy I've got one. Now Aww. my things can look, do you know what it does? Um, this? You don't have to, yeah, 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 it does yeah. this. Like, like your seams, if yeah. you all look at your tops, yeah. look at the seam, see how professional it looks. Try that at home. Do, try, have, a, have a quick look now, go yep. on. You're in the cast, okay, just <laughs> And that's how it's going to look now when I sew. Well, that is very exciting yeah. and worth the six hours that it took you to thread. I never said six, but thank you. Yes. I'm guessing it was six. <laughs> By your description, I'm guessing it was six. Uh, well, then, no, that's very cool. So you can be busy now uh, with fitness stuff and with sewing. <laughs> how how will you balance the two? Oh, I don't, I don't have a lot of time for sewing at the moment. I haven't done, oh, like, you know, Ben... You know, yes. Ben, yeah, yes. so Ben and I sew together sometimes. And he was like, and I haven't even replied yet because I haven't opened the message. Uh, I'll reply to you soon, Ben. Um, he Hopefully was, by Monday when he hears <laughs> it. He was like, what are you working on at the moment? And I'm like, Ben, the same thing as I was working on like three or four weeks ago, okay? Because I have not moved on because I don't haven't had the time. But I'll find time because it's good for myself. Enough about me. What's the topic today? What a shame. I saw it. <laughs> Sneak peek over here with Nat. Uh, yes, I, uh, well, so this this is a situation that came up for me and okay. um, I will get to kind of how I got onto shame, but just a little bit of background is that uh, Greg and I met 18 years ago. A couple of weeks ago was sort of our anniversary date, if you will, and it was 18 years. So um, I like to celebrate stuff. So I um, did a post on Instagram and... Um, eighteen years She's back and on Instagram, everybody. Well, She's that was back. that was my return after my four month hiatus. I decided that I was going to go big and uh, you know sort of celebrate eighteen years, which is a big it deal. It is a big deal. That's Eight, massive. Eighteen know, years together. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Our, our relationship is is an adult. Some days it's oh, more like a toddler, is. but you know. What does that mean? I don't know. What I imagine it. I imagine it's when you're kind of like. You know, sort of arguing with each other, and you literally throw your toys. Is that what you do? Um, Who sometimes throws the toys first. Greg. Really? For sure. Would he say you faster? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But, you know, like, like you know, 18, you imagine, you know, you sort of your relationship kind of grows over time. And now that we're into the um, adult phase, I'm 
excited for what's to come. Anyway, so um, what I've been getting, though, is congratulations on 18 years of marriage. And I, and uh, then, yeah, yeah. And then I'm it's like, not marriage. No. And I'm like, on How many and then. years marriage? Well, t- almost 10 years. Okay. 10 years in a couple of days. So, um, yeah. But this is kind of part of my story, I guess, is. Um, so I've been sort of, um, you know, kind of clarifying the confusion. No, no, no. Um, sorry, we're, and we're not married eighteen years. Um, actually, you know, actually we're we we have only been married for ten, but we've been together for eighteen years. And then I was sort of thinking about it, and it was actually at Sean's birthday on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and I was thinking, why do I? You know, why do I celebrate the eighteen years and not the ten years of marriage? And what I said to Jared, I think, was asking me about it, maybe. And I said, I think it's because we have a seventeen-year-old. And there's part of me that I think maybe doesn't want the stigma of that, Aww. you know, kind of. Um, and and also, what, I, you had a child before you were married. Yeah, I think so. And I hate even saying that. No, I understand because it's a stigma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think. I think that, um, you know, sort of, I guess for the eight years before we got married, when, you know, people were asking, how long have you been together? It was only the time since we'd met up until that point, right? Yeah, yeah. So the marriage kind of came a bit later. And, you know, sort of 10 years marriage doesn't really sort of like, um, you know, sort of highlight the fact that actually we've been together 18. So anyway, but it, but it just got me thinking about, is this something that I feel shame about? Mm. Let's and just dig on that. <laughs> what is this? What is this whole shame but thing? Could you just, just as a side note, could mm. you just like not lie but just let it fly? You know, and people are like, oh, congrats on eighteen years of marriage. You could be like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think I'm too honest. <laughs> um, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you probably realise it's a thing for She's me. I overshare. <laughs> I do. I overshare. I say stuff when I don't really need to expand on it because I, oh, I, I think people fine. I think people can read my mind and um, they, can t- they can tell when I'm not telling the truth and um, all of that. So. <laughs> it's like today when you were so weird in the staff room. She was real weird in the staff room. I was. And she was like, I just feel like I need to mention, I just need to keep talking about the fact and explain myself that I'm weird because I don't want you to think that I'm weird about you or you. I'm just I'm just feeling weird, okay? And I was like, Wait, no one's thinking that. <laughs> you don't have to explain. But it was so no, obvious. Like, no, it wasn't. I was. I was it weirder than normal. Yeah, but to you it was obvious, but everyone's a bit weird anyway, so no one's thinking she's weird. You know what mm. I mean? Like, it wasn't obvious, but it was just really sweet that you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I need to explain to you and to you and to you what's going on with me. I don't know, but I just feel weird. Yeah, so oversharing, oversharing is my thing. Unfortunately, that's not the topic for today. The topic (laughs) for today is shame. So what is shame? Shame is a painful emotion that responds to a sense of failure to attain some ideal state. It is also described as a moral or social emotion that drives people to hide or deny their wrongdoings. Shame often has a cultural component. It can help maintain social norms by reinforcing the idea that certain behaviours can harm others and have a negative impact on society. So in that way, shame also serves the purpose of controlling a society through their behavior like mm. get married before you have kids that kind of stuff uh, yeah buy a house have babies and and then 
That's follow follow the normal tra- trajectory. It's yeah. a big word. It's a big word to say trajectory. And because have you noticed that since you've got married, when is the baby coming? Do you get that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Not as much as I think. Um, probably back in I don't know maybe five years ago or ten years ago you would. But well, I that's still good get progress. It. I still get it. What's yeah. your response? Actually, I got it. Um, Oh, it depends on the person, really. Mm. <laughs> it's normally, um, yeah, we want them, but not yet. Mm. Shut it down. Mm. But mm. if it's, a, like, it depends on who it is. Yeah, true. Like, I had um, one lady at an appointment who, um, she's so lovely, she's so nice, and she was so forward with it. And I thought, you're so forward, I could shut it down, but you're actually, like, I know your intentions are really mm. kind. But the thing, yeah, the thing that's really hard is because, it's just not a really a question you should ask, especially when, what if I was trying and I actually couldn't? Mm. What if, um, I don't know, there's all kinds of issues that could be going on with me or my partner or both of us. Like, it's just not really, it's not a, not something that anyone should br- bring up unless the person brings it up about themselves, mm. you know, then mm. it's appropriate. I think because that's true. Able to share. Oh, you want to share? Okay, then I'll ask you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's true of of. A lot of topics, yeah, you know, yeah. that that are sensitive is that let that person bring them up. You don't really need to kind of yeah. ask them. You know, like for example, um, it, like with grief, you know, if if someone um has just experienced a death, yes. you know, if they yeah. if they want to talk about it with you, they will bring it up. They yeah. might not want to go to that space in that moment. Yeah. Um. You know. So like, let's say you were trying for children and you were facing infertility challenges and all of that, uh, you know, that's something that you're going to volunteer if you want to. If I want, yeah, yeah, if I want to. If yeah. I want your advice or your opinion or whatever. Mm. But no, I'm not going to bring it up with everybody. I think this is probably a good reflection on things having changed then. Like you mentioned, you don't feel like people are asking as much as they would even five years ago. And I wonder if, because there's there have been so many more conversations about infertility and more yeah. open conversations about couples who choose not to have children, yeah. that it's no longer, well, in one way, it's no lo- longer expected that that's what you must do. And in another way, there's now more sort of awareness around the fact that infertility is a thing and it's yeah. it's quite a common thing. And it's actually been a thing for forever. <laughs> it's yeah. not new. Yeah. But it's just now more people are talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. We had the kids first, as I mentioned. And so Yeah, let's dig into that. My question was, when are you getting married? Yeah. So if you have the kids first, you get when are you getting married? Um, you need a ring on that finger? Yeah, well, and as I as I kind of shared, you know, although you did, you did want the ring. <laughs> yeah, I was wait, I was waiting for a while. He had it um, so, ready to go. You but. Know, so so now, hmm? you do you feel like you still feel shame now when people say, "Congrats on eighteen years of marriage," and then you're like, "Oh no 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 no, it's actually ten years." Does that bring sh- uh, that emotion shame? So this is what I reflected on. And I would say consciously not, as, as in when I'm kind of explaining, oh, no, no, actually we've been together, you know, we haven't been married 18 years, you know, whatever. Um, not, not, not consciously, but when I reflected on it and I kind of went, why, 
why do I, you know, kind of make make a big deal about the time mm. we've been together and not? I don't make a big deal about kind of our our wedding celebration, whatever yeah. years marriage. Um, that's kind of I sort of where did that come also from? Because it was a sh- like a shame emotion back then that because people bring it up, it kind of just brings back that emotion, even though that's not really maybe how you feel now because. Um, you're married now, so it's not like you're still waiting, but it yeah. just kind of brings that back. I think so. To where you were back then. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if I'm if I'm really honest about it, which I will be because I've shared that I can't not be. Um, there, you know, there was a feeling, and I've said this before. We had friends who met after we had met, got engaged, got married, and we're now separating. And, you know, like... So you're like, look, there's a whole life cycle going on there, Greg. Where's my ring? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so th- so there was kind of, there was sort of that, you know, there, were, there was a feeling a little bit, I think, for me also of, am I not good enough? You know, yeah. like a kind of... I okay, so that's where it comes from. Then. I think that's it. That's I think, the feeling of, yeah. not, of the, um, not feeling good enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, am, I, am I not enough for this person to want to marry me. And listen, I have shame even talking about this now because it shouldn't be up to the male to, you know, sort of like, you know, sort of propose. And that conversation shouldn't be a matter of kind of waiting and and all of that. It's, it's just, there's conditioning around that there that I'm is, trying to leave Yeah, off. there's conditioning. But also, you wouldn't feel like this or you wouldn't have felt like this at the time if people at the time weren't constantly asking yeah, like, when are you that's getting true. married? You know, because if they didn't make it like it was a big deal mm. and didn't even mention mm. it, mm. then you probably wouldn't care as much. Yeah, and I guess also we we moved to new places, so it wasn't sort of like I was around people that that I knew that already knew already yeah. knew. It was sort of um, you know kind of, and people would say your husband. And because I'm so honest, I'm like, no, 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 he's, he's not. He's not my husband. <laughs> That's when you could have um, just let him. Yeah, exactly. You know, but no, but then what if they found out he wasn't my husband no, and then they yes. think I'd lied? Before Esther and I were married, people would say you and your hubby, and I would just let it go. Okay. Yeah, I would okay. just be like, yeah, whatever he is to you, to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, so there's a theme. Yeah. There's a theme of kind of maybe where I didn't need to disclose as much you know, sort of um, information and then... Because you were worried that they might find out that you are a fraud because he's not actually your husband. It's true. It's true. I had a really interesting um, experience in France, actually. And I think um, uh, Greg was with a team called uh, Leinster at the time. And uh, they were playing a team. I'm pretty sure it was like Clermont. I don't know. I don't even know where that is. But anyway, so I flew over for the game. But if you're like a coach's wife, you can stay in their room because they're not sharing a room with another player and it's not, you know, before they play the game, whatever. So, um, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. So, but my flight, my flight arrived before Greg's. Okay. So Greg flew with the team. My flight arrived before. So I had, you know, sort of directions to get to the hotel, whatever. And so I arrive at the hotel and I say, um, I'm I'm checking in with my husband. His name is Greg Feek. And they said, oh, no problem. Um, he was your husband at the time? No. 
No, oh. sorry, I said I must have said partner then because, oh, okay. you know, okay. I'm not great at lying. <laughs> so um, anyway, so they were like, uh, that's, yeah, um, can we see some ID? So they had a look at my passport and it was, um, I didn't have the same last name as my partner, uh-huh. husband, right? Uh-huh. So it's like Jessica Smith. Uh-huh. And they were like, no. <gasps> They're like, no. So I, I, no, we can't check you into the room. And I was like, what? And then they were like, no. What? And yeah, yeah. So anyway, so and it was raining. It was all very dramatic. It was raining. So he was still a couple of hours away. So he can't. Be, you haven't messaged him or Facetime because he's up in the air. He's still. on the plane. So I ended up sitting. Um, very shamefully oh. in the reception of this hotel because they thought that I was... You're fangirling. Either a fangirl or the mistress and that they were in that way kind of maybe probably... Um, you I know, don't even of, think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so they wouldn't let me into the room. So I just sat in the reception waiting for him and it Wait, was so- it was not a good feeling. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. But if this hotel had the same experience mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. surely they would let them in. Because people don't necessarily take their partner, women don't necessarily take their partners even last names mm. anyway when mm. they are married. Mm. I mean, it could have people been... People don't a- even get married sometimes, ever. Yeah, I like it could have been a security issue of, well... There's no other name on this room, so I can't let you in. Okay. Just because you've I said... I guess I understand that because if you were a serial killer, they would be in deep trouble. They would be responsible. <laughs> you know, like I could have just kind of taken a stab in the dark, chosen a name, nailed it, and managed to get really? into a like, hotel room. No, no, actually. Or you were like a fangirl. You found out where Greg Fick was staying. You're like, I'm going to meet him in his room because I know that he lives in two hours. Anyway, however, how, or, or for that's, whatever. That would have brought so much shame on you because you're waiting for this guy that can let you into, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I felt like a terrible person. Like a mistress. Yeah, that's exactly. I felt, or I a stalker. Or a walking. <laughs> yeah, or a, or a stalker, exactly that, like a fangirl, where it was just like, no, we're not going to let you in the room. And, and it was raining, like, hey, so I couldn't even walk kids. around. <laughs> Did you have kids at the time? Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a photo of us with our children, for goodness sake. Let me in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go diva mode. <laughs> no, I did not. No, I was too embarrassed. So, yeah, so I think this is maybe where it's come from. Anyway, moving on. Here are some <laughs> Why reasons. Are you still embarrassed about this, Jess? <laughs> well, hopefully we'll understand by the end of the podcast. I hope so, <laughs> Thank you for your support. Um, so, uh, but but what about you? Enough about me. Uh, you're, if you're listening, you're, oh, okay. if, you're, if you're listening, and for you, Nat, these are reasons that people might feel shame. Okay. Other than not being let into a hotel room and... Um, Waiting for their partner. Unrequited love. People might feel shame if unreciprocated love... Uh, causes you yearning for more. You might feel shame. Have oh you, yeah, would you have mean you had like, that? Like if you say love someone and they don't love you back. Yeah. The cliche, when you say I love you first, and you're like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and you're like, That's not what I was looking for. Should hey. that be a red flag, or oh, should no, that just be? <laughs> 
said I love you first, and I said, okay. <laughs> because you weren't ready? I don't know. I can't yeah. remember. I just yeah. remember freaking out. I think I called Shani afterwards, and I freaked out. Yeah. How long did it take you to say, I love you back? Maybe like a week or two. Or right. I'd say it was a long one. week. <laughs> Like I remember him being like, just because I love you doesn't mean like doesn't mean that you'll love me straight away. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> oh, he's very secure. He was he was so secure. It still is. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, so still a red flag in your books because we're married now. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I was asking, okay. asking for a friend. Is it a red flag? Is it a red flag? Um, Maybe I don't think so. <laughs> Unwanted exposure is another reason why people might feel shame. So something personal that we would like to keep private is unexpected re- unexpectedly revealed or when we make a mistake in a public setting. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I over this is me all the time. Like constantly oversharing and then going, "Oh, why did I say that?" I th- okay. What I'm getting from this is like you've been hiding something and then it all comes <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like what? Nothing in particular. What do you mean what? Move on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Still very confused, but really? I'll, I'll find out oh, after we finish you recording. Sink him a nose. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you two not know? What do you oh, mean? Nothing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Keep rolling. Okay. Keep um, disappointed expectation. Can you tell us later? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> After show. Um, disappointed expectation. The feeling of dissatisfaction that follows the failure of expectations or hopes to manifest. I don't get it. It's too many expectations and dissatisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Can you rephrase for the, oh, for the bilingual people? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so you expect yes. something <laughs> to happen. Like, let's say, let's say you've shared... Um, uh, with people that you're going for a particular job. Yes. And your expectation, like you're pretty confident you're going to get the job, so you've oh, shared it with people. Yeah, be too confident. <laughs> and then you don't get the job. And there's shame and kind of, you know, sort of like uh, not yeah. meeting the expectations that you thought of yourself. Yeah. Or sure I guess expectations that other people have of you. Oh, yeah, um, that's the worst. You know? Exclusion, being left out of connection or involvement with others or groups that we would like to belong to. That sucks. That's a sucky feeling. That is the worst. Yeah, but that's what you're so aware of. That's why you're... She, like, invites everyone all the time to all of our coffees. It's very kind, but sometimes we've got stuff to get done. You're (laughs) welcome to come next time, by the way. (laughs) Whenever we've got something on and we've got the sketch up... Jess, anyone that's around instantly feels bad, even though they don't expect it. She's like, do you want to come to coffee now? Oh, great. Do you want to come too? And then all of a sudden, we've got a whole gym with us. Yeah, I think this is it. We're not going to get anything done, are we? No, and I think the problem is this this feeling of um, really that I feel like people can kind of read my mind. So, like, we're going to coffee, but I feel bad that, like, they're not coming too. So I just feel like I have to say something because otherwise they know. They know that they're being left out. And but that's your worst fear, right? People my worst fear. Out. But where does that come from? Have you been left out before? Probably. <laughs> you don't want to go into that? Oh, no, I don't. I, nothing comes, oh, comes okay, to mind. Okay. Yeah, nothing comes to mind, but I, I... It's really nice of you. Like, it's really nice. You just don't exclude anybody, and it's really good of you. 
Yeah, and that just doesn't enjoy it. Like, like no, she said, when we've got stuff, it, to get done. got stuff to get done. You know what I mean? She's like, Let work, okay, so we'll have a meeting. And I'm like, come along for coffee, join us. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, you can just tell them it's a meeting and they'll get it. Like, we've got this thing called Babes Listen and everybody kind of around us knows about it. So it's yeah. okay. You know? Yeah, now I know. And they'll get it. Now I know. Mm-hmm. But my greatest fear is that someone will feel left out, left out yeah. and I'm in any way responsible for that. So uh, managing, you know, kind of 60 group fitness instructors, nightmare, nightmare, yeah. nightmare, because you can't possibly include everyone all the time. So um, that's where it became sort of po- problematic anyway yeah Yeah. um so what causes feelings of shame the thing is that in order to experience shame you have to have self-awareness that others are making judgments and Mm. this is where teenage years are so tough right because when you're a kid you kind of like people are around you but you're not really understanding that they're sort of like making judgments of you. So you, you're quite free to sort of, like, oh, do your thing. Oh, that's why kids are so free. I know. Like, wasn't childhood say, so good? So good, because you can just say and do anything and it's accepted. Yeah, and you're not... And I guess because you're not thinking about... You're not sh- ashamed of, of anything. Yeah. So you just... Yeah. Mm. Free to be um, yourself. So uh, when you become a teenager, then you're aware that other people are judging you. Um, you're aware of a set of rules or social norms that determine whether your actions are right or wrong. So mm. there's an example here of, and um, jump in if this has ever happened to you, but uh, maybe you've turned up to an event and you've overdressed or you've gone too casual. Would you rather, what would you rather? Great question. I would rather... Oh, I don't know. What would you? See, I think when I was younger, I would rather have underdressed. Mm. But now that I'm older, I'd rather overdress. Why do you think that's changed? I think because as an adult, you're expected to not be underdressed. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. Mm. I really can't choose. I don't know which would be worse. Interesting. It's changed. You're very good at um, dressing for the occasion, based on where we're going. It's a big focus for me. Yeah, it's a bit. I put a lot of thought into it. Sometimes she'll message me and she'll say, "Just if I am going real casual, (laughs) just so that I'll meet that." (laughs) (laughs) It's good, so I meet that. Yeah, (laughs) that, or I'm just real controlling. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's good because then I'm like, "Well, good," because so am I. Yeah. 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 She's like, well, based on where we're going, this is a pretty cash place. Yeah. So let's both go cash, okay? <laughs> I think about which day of the week is it, you know, because like midweek is more casual than wow. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm. Uh, whereabouts, ge- geographically, where is it? <laughs> Who am I going to be with? What's the, you know, what's the kind of restaurant vibe like? Um, yeah, a lot of thought goes into it. I am feeling pretty vulnerable today, <laughs> I'll be honest. Self-blame is another um, feeling that causes shame. So shame and guilt are emotions of self-blame. In the course of Mm. daily life, bad things inevitably happen. According to something called attribution theory, human beings are naturally drawn to search for um, explanations for why that happens. So um, when we blame ourselves for bad things happening, we experience shame and guilt. 
Interesting. Anything that comes to mind? Nothing comes to mind. Like on the self-blame? Let's say... Let's say you're making breakfast and you're running a bit late and you spill the milk everywhere, right? Mm. Spill the milk everywhere. You could actually just say, don't cry of spilled milk, or you could go into a complete spiral of, you know, kind of, why didn't I just, you know, sort of like do it properly? I'm a terrible person. Oh, yeah. You know, a yeah, shame, I shame and guilt. Done that. I've done that. I've definitely done that. Depends on how vulnerable you are as well at the time. It's the last straw. Yeah. You know, but if yeah. you're like pretty happy, you're in a rush, oh, well, I'll clean it up when I'm back, you know? Depends mm. on how vulnerable on the day. So don't spill milk today, okay, Jess? Do you find also that when you're kind of, when you're sort of vulnerable and you're having, um, Nat and I used to call it like a spiral. Yes. You know, so like we're not feeling, we're not feeling really good or not feeling confident. And then all of a sudden you start spiraling into, um, you know, sort of like, reliving all of the things that you've done badly and in all of the ways that you're not, you know, sort of like a good enough friend, you know, sort of like oh, yeah. good enough at your job and all of that. Oh, yeah. And um just not good at anything really. I've just realized I've never been good at anything. <laughs> and don't you find that things like, you know, kind of like breaking stuff happen on those days as well. And yeah, you just say, like, I give yeah. up. <laughs> But that's when you need a good friend and just say, Let, I'm spiralling, help me. Yes. <laughs> help me get out of the spiral. And then you generally always help me. And there's an emoji for it too. There is? Yeah, you know that little emoji okay. that I put on the end of my message when I say, help me, I'm spiralling. Okay. You know that oh, one? Oh, there is yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yes. Just, yeah. Wow, yeah. aren't you up with the play? I think it's helpful, isn't it, to what, have a friend. Yeah, definitely. But um, to have a friend, where, so we have this relationship where if one of us is kind of experiencing sort of anxiety or just going through that sort of r- rumination of like, I'm not a good person, I'm not a good friend, I don't feel like I'm doing anything well, is um, I'll call or message Nat yeah. and go help me, I'm spiralling. Yeah. And you do the same. Yeah. And then we just have to message back. Or call back. Or, yeah. Or on the phone. On the phone's better. Yeah. Faster. You just pull that it. friend out of yeah, yeah, that like, whirlpool sh- 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 of... Don't, don't, don't. Stop saying all of that. Yeah. Pulling you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Above the water. It's really helpful. Ask for help when you're spiralling, friends. Yeah. Just have one person. Have like a lifeguard. <laughs> have a lifeguard. Oh, my God. That's what, you're my lifeguard. I am wearing red. <laughs> it's true. And then we've got shame that is, you know, sort of healthy enough. Um, and when it's no longer healthy, it's called toxic shame. So there's healthy shame. There's healthy shame. Yeah. Healthy shame is a normal and adaptive emotion that can serve as a moral compass, helping us to recognize when we have done something wrong and make amends. Oh. But toxic shame is an intense and prolonged feeling of worthlessness, failure, and self-disgust that is not based on specific actions or behaviors, but rather on a pervasive sense of being inherently flawed or inadequate. That's heavy. That is heavy. That's heavy. That's like a... Um, that is toxic. Yeah, that's like a spiral that no one has pulled you out of. Get that friend ASAP. Yeah. Get the lifeguard ASAP. Yeah. Um, I, the, I okay, guess... Okay, so healthy versus toxic. I'm just trying to think back of um, when in my life I would have had shame because I'm sure I've had lots of it, you know? Mm. I used to be ashamed of my... Um, this is when I was younger... 
I think I've mentioned on here. Um, I used to be ashamed, and I hate that I was ashamed of that, of my mum's accent because my friends couldn't understand her. Mm. I used to hate that. Yeah. It really bothered me that people can't, couldn't understand her. Well, they could, but, like, they would just make it, and especially, like, friends, they would be like, look at me and be like, what is she saying? I don't understand. They'd be like, oh, don't be mean to me. This is obviously when you were in France <clears throat> and she had a yeah, Kiwi yeah, yeah. accent yeah. speaking French. Yes. Aww. Yeah, so I was quite young. But still, I hate that I was ashamed of that, but I was. And I remember thinking, I am never going to have... Like, I'm always going to make sure that I can speak the language properly oh. when I have kids. I'm thinking that. Oh, really? Sad, eh? What does that mean? <laughs> poor mum was just doing her best. And I'm like, I didn't tell anyone. She doesn't always listen. Till now. She does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't mind that, I think. I think I probably told when I was younger, uh, older. But, yeah, isn't that sad? Mm. I feel so bad mm. for my mum. She's doing her best. Oh, I I only speak English, so I can't even imagine trying like to live in France and speak French. But she's fluent in French, right? It was more the a accent. Thick accent, so people would be like, huh? And sometimes French people, especially, but I don't know. Sometimes people would be like, kind of look at me, and that was shameful because I'm like, don't look at me. She's talking, you know. Aww. But they look at me and be like, what What is she saying? Mm. Rather than try and understand what she's saying, you know what mm. I mean? And yep. talk to her. Yep. So they were kind of rude in that way. Yeah. Mm. Um, How did you feel then because, it, you know, sort of like it flipped when you then came to New Zealand and tried to learn English with what <clears> I <throat> imagine would have been quite a thick French accent? Oh, yeah. Initially. I would love to hear myself back then. That would be cute. Do you have There's videos? no way. Nah. No. No, because, I mean, we didn't have phones back then, but mm. what were they like? <laughs> I don't even remember. What were phones like in 2007? Bricks. <laughs> Were they? No. Were they bricks? No, 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 it's the 80s. Okay. No, still, flip phones. Yeah, yeah, but probably didn't film, eh? They didn't have cameras and stuff. Yeah, we didn't have smartphones. So, no, you won't ever hear it. I don't mm. want to hear it anyway. Mm. How did you find it then when you <clears throat> were trying to, to speak, speak English, English and people were like, Oh, I hated huh? it. I hated it. Mm. Hated it. Did you feel shame? Yeah, probably. There you go. Probably. Like, I used to hate it when people walk towards me at school because mm. that means they're going to talk to me in a bit. Don't, I can't even speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any kind of hangover from that I don't know, period do of I? your life? I just remember I'd be like, don't make any eye contact. They are coming towards the door. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't but do you're it. very, you're hey, very, hey, like. Hey, Hello. How are you? I'm 13. <laughs> That's how Shane you met me, apparently. Apparently when she's like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm 13 years old. And she's like, narcissist is not what I asked. But she just let it fly. Well, and what a great <clears throat> sign of a future friend. Yeah. Just, just let it go. Let it go. Well, she would have got it. Oh, no, she, actually, she would. Actually, sorry. <laughs> just, it's all right. Like Sounds like this. the French accent's been dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Got that Kiwi one working well. <laughs> I mean, Nat, Nat's a very, very friendly person, so I don't think there's any hangover from the time when she was like, don't come talk to me. Um, no, maybe not. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. Who knows? My therapist will know. <laughs> Let's ask her. Hey, 
your therapist is coming on soon. Yes, actually, we've got, side note, we've got some very, very, very exciting guests coming up. And um, one of them is, I don't know if I should even say this just in case. I've just said it, it's your therapist. Yeah. Are you talking about the other one? The other one, we don't have to disclose it. You'll hear her next next time, next week. All going well, I will have my psychologist on the show yes. in a few weeks. Um, and she's going to be talking about something very, very cool. Not my sessions. <laughs> um, I do enough of that on my own. Um, <laughs> she's going to be talking about something. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so these are the things that Jess is currently working on, and this is from her trauma from this kind of. There's no nothing way. left. I've shared everything, you know. Like there's nothing left anyway. So um, back to toxic shame. Um, yeah, no. So we will have some guests. I just I don't want to kind of um, you know sort of like. Uh, broadcast that she's coming on, and then what if she doesn't? I'll be so disappointed. I'll get mine then. I don't think she'd want to come on. We'll find a therapist quite, somewhere. She's, um, I don't, I could ask her. <laughs> yeah, you want to ask her, ask her. Anyone's welcome. You want to be a guest? Are you a psychologist a and you want to come on? Me suggest on Babes Listen on Instagram. If you know stuff, come and talk about it. No, anyway. no, don't invite people like that. Okay, sorry. That's no, the other just thing kidding. that Jess does. She just <laughs> invites randoms all the time. Sorry, I shouldn't say this live on here. Not like, but you know, sometimes you've invited people and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, for no reason. But yeah. you know, sometimes you like it's there's an art to finding the right people, right? And you want someone that can talk and that will be able to talk. On, like Carlos was incredible last week. Can I just say? Actually, uh, shout out to Carlos. Because he was incredible. He was um, like he's obviously, um, you know. Because there's a difference to talking on, a, on like this, on a podcast versus in real life, right? Especially when it's going out to people. Some people almost put on like a, a fake front on. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what I fear. And no one has done it, but I don't want that to happen on our podcast because like Carlos was so honest and he was so open and that's what makes for such a good podcast. But the last thing you wanted for someone to be like, yeah, I'm perfect. Mm. Yeah, nothing's wrong with me. Mm. Um, nope, I've never had shame in my whole life. No, nah, actually, no, nah, I've actually never never struggled with anything at all. Mm. Have you? You know mm. what I mean? And it's like, well, you're no good to me. Mm. <laughs> and also it's not um, it's not the most comfortable thing to do as well. No, which is why I understand this is not easy. I understand. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why not just everybody would want to do this, you know? Okay, good to know. That and coffee. <laughs> Keep it. Keep it just to the invitees. All right. So you'd like some tips on overcoming toxic shame, would you? First up, become attuned to the script of your inner dialogue and expand your capacity to observe, but not to react to it. Mm, So yeah, don't don't feed the beast. Uh, Develop greater inner compassion with yourself. Being able to choose compassion as an alternative to cultivate a dialogue of increased self-acceptance of your humanity. You're human. It's, it's okay. okay to feel. Yeah, and it's and it's also okay, you know, sort of not to be perfect. Be perfect. Yep. <laughs> um, just knows. Just knows. It's a big focus for me at the moment. Um, this means recognizing that, like all humans, you have flaws and weaknesses, make mistakes, and suffer. We're not alone, even though we may feel that we are. Mm. Yeah, I did just read that. Um, and. <laughs> 
<laughs> Become a witness to and mourn your wounds. This requires the ability to identify and sit with the pain associated with your hurts. And that's hard. Imi- that is so that's why, hard. That's why having a therapist is really, really helpful if you've got the means. Because we've all got um, past demons and trauma. We do. We all have. Doesn't doesn't matter what your childhood was like. We all do to mm. a certain extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you've got the means and because to to do this, um. To sit with a pain and work through it on your own is tough. Mm. Well, it's there's reluctance to, to go there, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but we have talked about recently because both of us are seeing um, psychologists, not the same one. Uh, just how it can be really exhausting. Oh yeah, it's draining. Emotionally, very yeah. exhausting. Um, incredibly important work. Incredibly helpful. But the sort of therapy hangover that you can get sometimes after, yeah, is, is therapy tough. hangover. This is it. But you, like, I've seen you after therapy, and I'm like, how are you even functioning right now? <laughs> Normally, Actually, I'm sometimes, like, sometimes I do see her on a Friday morning, and I record the podcast. This is why I overshare because <laughs> you're vulnerable. Because you've just been to therapy. <laughs> yeah, I've just been primed. I've just been primed that that's the normal way that you talk to people. <laughs> I've just been primed. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, when you talk to just people. When I have, tell them when everything. I, when I, <laughs> plus, also, it's like it's just the three of us. It's yeah, no it's one true. else listening. It's true. Um, when I, yeah, because when I have been to therapy, I can't do anything the rest of the mm. day. Like, I can't even see people. Mm. I just cannot. I've had a meeting before at like 7 p.m. online, and I just remember, um, like, you know, I was engaged in whatever, but. As in, you've had a end, meeting after the therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. the past. Yep. And um, I just remember just being so, so exhausted. Like, I just had nothing left to give, mm. you know? Mm. So, yeah, amazing that you do it in the morning. I do mine in the afternoon. Yeah. And then switch off for the rest of the day. Sometimes I'll just, my my routine post-therapy is um, I'll sometimes, because see sometimes it's got clients at home. Mm. So I'll go and, like, go to the supermarket and just buy treats. <laughs> And then um, either wait for them to leave oh. or um, go in a gap, like, between two clients and then just lock myself in the room. Yeah. And not talk to anyone. And then he sees, like, after his class, he's like, hey, <laughs> do you, are you ready to unpack? Oh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so he wa- he wants to kind of be so, yeah, on. Yeah, so we always oh. talk about it, yeah. Because mm. a lot of the, like, uh, sometimes we talk about... Well, we're talking about me, right? So he wants to know what's going on so that he where he can help me. Yeah, he's a kind person. That's cool. Yeah. So then we unpack. Number one supporter. <laughs> and yeah. then do you feel okay the following day? Uh, I think I do. It depends. At the beginning, I, did, I don't think I did for a few days. Mm. I think I remember telling you where I was like, oh, man, I'm just trained forever mm. now. This is me for the rest of my life. Mm. And that was your first experience of seeing a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen one yeah. before. But you've seen you've seen some before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a few. <laughs> so what's your routine? You just um <laughs> grab your bag, go to work, off you go, teach your class, record podcast. <laughs> um yeah, well, because Friday sometimes if I have an appointment on Friday morning, then um I come along to the gym and I do grit and then I teach body balance. Like then I come right? and do the podcast. How do you do that after therapy? Honestly, I don't understand. Um I love to can we put a poll out to see 
What? No, like a question box. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like this? No, no. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that you have done polls. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I was actually wasn't oh, thinking about okay, that. Okay, okay. I thought you were like, oh, I haven't. Yeah. Um, can we do a question box on our Instagram and then you tell us your therapy um, uh, routine, post therapy? I'd love to know. I think that's a great idea. Like yeah. self care. Do you go and get treats? What's what do you do to look after yourself? Because you just you've just like opened all these cans, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're kind of left with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, here's your protective blanket. Yeah, nah, it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go into the world. You go work on those things without your protective blanket. Yes, it can definitely feel like that. Yeah. You yes. know, like everything that you kind of do to keep yourself, you know, sort of like safe and you're unpacking it, sometimes it can feel a little bit like... You walk, yeah, you're walking out of there naked. <laughs> Emotionally naked. Uh, finally, um, overcoming toxic shame. Uh, forgive yourself for feelings, thoughts or actions of your former self or younger mm. self. Um, it's really easy to beat yourself up with hindsight. So when you look back and you go, I should have done this differently or, um, you know, uh, however... You can only act from the awareness you have at any given moment. The compassion to accept that you did the best you could with the knowledge, the tools, and the skills that you had at that time is very powerful. Yeah, and that's actually a really, really nice way to to end that. Wrap up forgive, on the shame forgive, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgive your yourself for... For the past, you know, you're here now. This is it. You're working on yourself now, aren't we, pal? Yes, we are. <laughs> we just did a fist pump. You can't see it, but we did. Anything you want to add? I think that's it for the for the shame stuff. Have I figured out? Yes, I have. I have figured out why um, why I sort of um, had a little bit of shame around the whole. Uh, you know, like only 10 years married, but have a 17-year-old kid, whatever. So that's helpful. So that's been helpful for me today. How so, about you? So you figured it out, did you say? I feel like I have. Okay, good. Yeah. In what way? Just because? I think it's that. I think it's the kind of like um, so many people asking you or assuming that Greg was my husband when he wasn't mm. or, you know, sort of when are you getting married? You know, like uh, when, when people say that, it's sort of like, this is what you're meant to do. When is this, this happening? Yeah. Kind when of, are you going to meet that standard? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like with you having gotten married and then people just when assume that the kids? yeah the, ne- the next step is kids like straight away, you know. So yeah. I think I think I've unpacked it. Yay! Haven't unpacked why my words haven't come out so well today, though. But maybe that's... It's a weird day. That's a thought it's, for later. Today's a weird day. I Very reckon. weird day. We can just put it down to that. Very Doesn't weird day. Yeah, we won't, we won't get into details, but it's a weird day. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap it up. Follow us on uh, the IG, Instagram, you know, that little thing. And TikTok if you want. Actually, sometimes I do post on there, so do follow that. Oh, yeah. Um, both called Babes Listen. See you next week.